When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you in the uh, hour of the owl because we are up late to talk about Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. That's right. It's the hit spinoff of the hit HBO series that has been sweeping the nations with a gust of wind from the backs of a dragon's wing. But here we are to discuss episode four, so promptly titled The King of the Narrow Sea. With me, as always, is fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, are you happy to be up during the hour of the owl to discuss house of the dragon that might be my new term and phrase that i use to describe the nightly hours the night of the owl i like that it stuck out to me in this episode is that your new phrase that you learned or is there another one i think there are more cleverly worded phrases i think that one was oh the night of the owl how clever he didn't have to say that he could have just said (laughs) I, I I don't think they have the the twenty four hour clock in there. I, I was fine. I was fine when Allison said the hour is late. So, but that's not fancy. Oh man, it looks like the night of the owl mm. has got you as well. Oh, I don't think it was the night of the owl. It might have been the pacing of the episode that got me like this. But more <laughs> on that later. Uh, Interesting. We are not alone. Uh, up right now during the hour of the owl let's hear who will be joining us tonight it's the one the only nino desplazado hi i'm dr rica from the yonko table and you're not watching disney channel all right let's get into this house of the dragon episode four Dare I say this might have been the slowest of episodes in terms of, I mean, not just like lack of action, but I don't know, lack of stuff moving forward. Stuff moved forward, don't get me wrong, but we spent some time with some folks here and to a variety of results, uh, we'll get into it. Let's, I mean, let's just start off we're four years from the beginning of the series. We're four years in. Uh, Rhaenyra is on tour because she's supposed to be wedded. And, you know, they're trying to, you know, get her married and all that jazz to, you know, strengthen her claim to the throne. 
uh, Allison's second child is born. We see this and the conflict in the narrow seas with the crab feeder is all behind us at this point. And that's where we are currently. Um, and really, we're exploring the aftermaths of these events, I guess. Uh, how did y'all feel about the episode? I, I mean, I said it. I said it's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't feel like it was slow. I I, I no. thought it was fine. I, if okay. anything, I thought it was better than last week's. Really, really. Interesting. I, I mean, I I thought it was. I don't know. There was a lot of tension in certain scenes. Sure. You didn't know what was going to happen. Um, stuff did happen. <laughs> stuff happened. Uh, stuff all and then stuff almost happened. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I uh, so what? Four years after episode one. Uh, how many years from episode three, or is this like right after episode three? Uh, I would maybe say it's maybe a year or half a year. Yeah, give or take. Because okay. Alice Allison was pregnant in episode three, so she's oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she, she's not pregnant currently. So oh, so that child that was crying. That's the uh, second child. Okay, I thought that was Aegon. Okay, that no, makes that makes much that, more sense. Yeah, no, that can't be Aegon. Aegon uh, should be at least walking, walking around. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. All right. I mean, I thought it was fine. I, I, I'm curious to see what parts you thought were really slow. I'll admit the first uh, third was kind of hit or miss. Maybe you know when uh, our boy Damon came back. He had that that crown that I mentioned from last week from the preview. That um, ugly crown. You don't like it? It's cool. It's got bones. Great stuff. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, well, I guess we don't know what bones they're made out of. I'm uh, sure those are the crab feeder and his men's bones. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, yeah. I thought it was kind of lame that uh, the crab feeder apparently has grayscale, and there's, you know. Damon was fighting him, touching him. No, no mention of grayscale after that. I, mean, I thought I grayscale know. was really contagious, but I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know, really know how grayscale is spread, um, like contagiency or not. It's like very. Uh, it's like if they touch you, like that's it. Is that that's how um that guy uh I forget his name from a Game of Thrones, the one that was in love with. Daenerys that was like his uh Mormon Shora oh, Mormon yeah yes that's how he caught it uh he one of the gray scale yes he got he got yeah he, he got touched why are you worried about this stuff that is so like because it, it, it just it's lame it's dumb I wish I wish they did something with it or maybe it's the variant where you don't really uh I don't know you can survive grayscale Shireen survived Grayscale, uh, Stannis Baratheon's daughter. Um, Dr. Rick, I see you are going in on your knitting. How'd you feel about tonight's episode? I actually really liked tonight's episode. Um, Thank you. I, we'll get more into detail, but I liked that. I think some of the critiques that we had last week was the fact that we... Uh, we're just talking about how we felt about the episode as we have our... our guest join us here um i think some of our critiques last week were the fact that at the end of episode two we learned of the marriage between allison and the king and then in episode three we didn't really see a lot of interaction between the girls and so i liked that this one followed up and gave us what their dynamic looks like 
maybe a, a few years down the line than when we thought we would get some of that information. But but certainly, I actually really liked the dynamic of being able to see what their relationship looks like now, and then also the juxtaposition of what their lives look like. So yes, there wasn't like traditional action in terms of like swords and dragons and you know big set pieces, but I think there's action in terms of what the characters are like on almost like an everyday basis, which is something that I, I like being able to see um, within Game of Thrones, but within t TV shows in general. And we did actually get some plot movement forward um, as far as uh, what we saw with Otto, et cetera. So I actually really like this episode. I, I like mess. It was messy and dramatic <laughs> and kind of ridiculous at times. And those are the things that really intrigue me. Like, I think a lot of shows can do big action set pieces, but as far as that character work, that's why we like Game of Thrones. Um, so I really liked this episode. Fair enough. Don't get me wrong. I like dialogue and I feel there was a great portion of this episode that was very quiet. And I said that last week too. And I, I don't, we'll, we'll really get into it. Uh, Nino Desplazado was here, everyone. Nino Desplazado, overall thoughts of the episode? What an improvement from last week's stinker. Um, this week was great. It was messy. It was, uh, how should I say? Uh, it was like, I think the main complaint that I had up to this point was like, oh, you know, we still haven't seen what political ideologies and like what ideologies are running these characters with or are they driving these characters. And I think this episode kind of gave us the other route that they could take and just be like, oh, but their lives are really messy. So that's why it's really interesting. And I'm like, hmm, I like this. Like, I really liked how the episode moved. I really liked that there was like movement and like, it was kind of, it was very simple from its structure. Like an event happened and then this is just everyone's reaction to the event and how they would react to it. But it was very entertaining. I'm very entertained. Grandmaster, I need to know what you thought was so slow. Oh, well, here, let's, let's let's get into it. I, again, my whole thing is I I the dialogue scenes were heavy. I mean, I mean, I love heavy dialogue scenes. That's and I blame Nino Desplazado for doing this. He's put me onto a couple of this dude's reviews of Game of Thrones seasons. And I've now I'm just kind of sole focus on dialogue. I don't even need the action. I'm okay without action. But I like the back and forth. But here, let's talk about, let's talk about, let's, I think it, as we've always started off with Rhaenyra, um, let's just continue. So we got Rhaenyra. She's been, she's on her tour. Uh, did you like, do you, do you enjoy uh, watching these men over here line up and say, hey, I'm as old as your grandsire. Marry me. Uh I thought it that was, was cool. It was fun. <laughs> it was cringe. That was it's, so cringe. Yeah, it's definitely cringe. I and think now it's a some child more cringe. is going to court me. <laughs> yeah. Right. That child, that he he claimed he could protect her, and he stabbed that dude. Yeah, um, that that escalated. Wow. He said, "He said, look, I I killed somebody. <laughs> look. I mean, I I might kill some. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna kill anybody, but he called him a cunt. That's mean. That's hard. That's hurtful words. I don't know." But um, rightfully so, Rhaenyra, she ain't with it. She ain't with it. She cuts it early. She says, screw this. Go back to King's Landing. Let's get a move on. And 
I do. I did like the scene of Caraxes, uh flying in uh, as they're heading back. Because now you know something's about to go down over here. Because Damon's coming back. So, uh, yeah. And then okay. So I need to. I need to keep setting this up so that I have like a big talking point at the end of this podcast. Because this is really interesting. I took for anyone in the audience listening to us. I have a minor in medieval studies, medieval and Renaissance studies. So this episode was really interesting because of its dynamic of courtly love. Um, it's this idea that like a knight needs to literally give everything to his lady um, and the lady has to give everything to the knight, uh, but they can't, they're forbidden. Like it's a forbidden kind of love. Like there's always something in between them. And if you look at any interpretation, like of like uh, Tristan and Assault, where Tristan and Assault like have like it's a it's a really fun book where they have like a night together in a cave, but the sword is in between them, um, or like with Lancelot and um, um, and Guinevere, you know, the king is literally in between them. So there's like these whole ideas. Um, they set this up really well with Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra and the first time we see them is that they're very close and they're very like oh we have to have this orderly and then when, on that ship he's very protective of her of course that's her night but that's that's where I'm going to stop it here because it's it, it continues and I'm like oh yes I love it I love it sure sure actually um great way how you mentioned it and mentioned that scene back in the last episode definitely Things are building up for Rhaenyra and definitely when she steps back into uh, 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 whatever, the throne room and all eyes like, where's Damon? Where's Damon? Man, to quote Allison Hightower, you Targaryens have queer customs and she was giving him the eye from the moment he stepped foot back onto the scene. And I was like, oh boy, oh boy, here we go. I don't think Damon looks that good with his hair slicked back. That's just me. So uh, I don't know what she sees. Are you here in for her short uncle. hair, Damon, or long, long? I like locks. the long hair. I like long locks, Damon. I don't. I don't like this short. I don't know what she sees in her uncle. She needs to pick a new family member. Uh, that's 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 where I stand. But, but but think about it this way: he came in, you know, he he was practically pimp walking inside. Giga Chad energy. He was yeah. Giga Chad energy. Oh yeah, yeah, like, for sure. And um, he had his crown on his hand. He was like, ah, oh, I just won this battle that no one could beat this stupid crab feeder. He's like, ooh, nobody can touch me in this courtroom right now. And and it's and they had some weird tension before, and now it's just they haven't seen each other in four years since Dragonstone, and now. She's like, oh, I looked up to him. I know that Targaryens used to do things like this. Maybe, you know. I mean, they still do stuff like this. No, I mean, they what they they're quick to marry their cousins, but I, I guess an uncle's off limits. Ooh, um, uh, segue to I, Damon, but I'll oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say. I mean, I don't know the Targaryens like rules when it comes to these customs, but I think. I think I could be wrong. Um, if you're a generation above or below, that's where it's kind of off limits. I think so. Oh. Like if it's 
like weird. It's still weird. It's still he weird. Says, but you, but even they have lines. Even they have lines. said, if we came from the same mother, that's fair game. But if you're my niece, I don't know about that. What's wrong with you? Well, and, and and that's you know that's an interesting thing. I think they set up. You know, he came back, and you know he's back in the king's good favor. I uh, basically, you know, I won the stepstones for you, my king. They call me the king of the narrow sea, but I know who the true king is. And, you know, now they're just buddy, buddy. King's like, oh, mother loved Damon best, you know. And all the while, I don't know. I feel he wanted more recognition for his actions to where if you if you did watch the 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 after bit, uh stating how you know he's trying to still spite the king in any way possible and now he's like well here's Rhaenyra basically throwing herself at me uh this might be my end this might be able to piss off my brother um let me ride that wave uh I don't know man it's all weird watching them flirt and you know speak high valerian and but it's it's is you know what? Even though I feel like Damon just wants to spite the king, I'm sorry. Did he came off as very, unfortunately, very genuine? He was just like, "Oh, I haven't seen this girl in four years, and she's grown up now." You know, we're Targaryens. We don't have. We're the we're, we're the ones who make the rules. Oh, they oh do. That, that's a line. That's a line in the episode. What, what is it? He tells Viserys that he's like, uh, you know, speak the word and it's law. He's like, who cares? Who cares? Well, mm. I mean, that that's towards the end of the episode when he's talking with Viserys. Uh, that's Damon. okay. We can we can bounce around. That's okay. Uh, he says that. He says a couple of other things too. Um, I think he plays, he teeters this line where he is trying to spite the king, but he does care for Rhaenyra. And, you know, that comes out in their talk about, oh, I wrote this one down. It's hard to write down quotes when you only watch it one time. Um, you know, uh, she said, how romantic to be in prison in a castle to squeeze out airs, you know? Uh, actually she said that to Allison. Uh, It was interesting, uh, seeing Allison's reaction because that is basically her fate um, yeah. which we, we got to see throughout the episode um, so I thought that particular quote I'm glad it's something you wrote down because uh, mm-hmm. that, that's certainly one that stood out to me um, throughout the episode yeah I just um, the, they there was a there was a lot of talking about kind of you know uh, I, I, I feel the, the big thing across this episode was like duty versus pleasure so uh she had a conversation in her conversation, her next conversation she had with uh, Damon. Uh, they were talking about, you know, marriage is a duty. Uh, and he was like, you know, I would have been done with my brown uh, whore, for lack of a better word, a uh, long time ago if I really wanted a son or an heir. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, you, he called her a brown bitch. Oh, there you go. Sorry. He at least had the class to use alliteration there. Okay. Sure. He's such a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) So kind. Right. I mean, he he raises interesting points, you know, uh, as far as, you know, here Rhaenyra is battling with 
you know, not really wanting to fulfill that duty. And he's opening her mind to other aspects. He wasn't trying to just open her mind. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, no. Sure, sure. Um, so he concocts the plot to, hey, you got a secret door in your room? Put on these clothes and meet me outside. Let's go see the city. How romantic. Let's go through the slums. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know how romantic, like, the... He grabbed her hand. Okay, yes. but this was this was Diagon Alley at Universal Studios on, like, steroids. They had things throwing fire. This was not romantic. I don't know who thought this was romantic. I did not like that fire, how it kept popping up during that scene. It hurt my eyes wait, watching what it. fire? The, the little fire they, magic? As they were walking around, there was, like, the a dragon. There was, like, a there was dragon. A, there was, like, a dragon <sighs> statue that kept emitting fire. Oh. <laughs> that bothered you? I don't even remember. It, it, it was, it, it, watching it in the dark, it hurt my eyes oh my eyes it's so bright it was very bright um all right but no it's like you know hey let's get away from you know royalty and nobility come see the wild side let's let's go let's go be one with the people go be wild all right yeah all right aladdin oh aladdin that's a good comparison wow very much like (laughs) except except imagine except imagine just you know trying to fuck your knees aladdin no i will not admit oh you know what they're you know what they're gonna do uh on social media like tomorrow they're probably gonna have a whole new world playing as the backdrop for this scene (laughs) I guarantee it. You're going to see it. I'm calling it now. Oh, I really hope not. But mm, <laughs> it fits. I... It fits with what the theme was. She's t- He's taking her on a site of the city that she's never seen before to. I can open. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, um, you know, there's I... actually a. You know what? This is a better substitute for that would be um, there's a parody musical of Aladdin called uh, Twisted by Team Star Kid. They do a parody of A Whole New World um, called um, I don't know if it's called uh, Subliminally or as if it's called, no, it's called Take Off Your Clothes. Um, and <laughs> I, think, I think everyone would do anyone listening and anyone on the pod who hasn't heard that song would would do well to hear that song and see how well it fits is that a reference to to the whole aladdin whispering just take off your clothes in the like the original uh yes oh that's right okay very good yeah all right but they also mention like everything like uh the towers in little mermaid or oh the uh, the oh, the erect in, towers. Yeah, the erect. <laughs> the priest in um, Little Mermaid as well, or you know. Oh yes, I know other, the one. Yeah. Yes, they they mm-hmm. did mention everything. I you really just need to see that song. Just watch Twisted. But all right, yes. uh, uh, un a plug for Twisted, folks. Um, a lot of things are twisted in Game of Thrones as well. Um, okay, just real quick before we get into the big nitty gritty, see. There's a that dude, Nino, you made me watch cock joke. And that's what I'm talking about. I like dialogue. And then when they you didn't hear the cock joke when they were watching the show, when they were watching the show, 
I don't and like yeah, it. But, my... but, okay, and you know what? I guess that... Uh, What's the joke? I'm missing just... it. What is so, it? okay, the guy who was, they were putting on the show, you know, and they were watching right. and Rhaenyra's... Yeah, she's open. Now she's understanding that people don't really care for her to be heir. Okay. And the guy says, you know, oh, they need a cock. Okay. <laughs> right. And he pulls that. <laughs> that anytime. Yes. Wooden cock. <laughs> anytime they resort to cock dialogue or cock jokes, it is a sign they did not know what to write. And interestingly enough, there's this video. I don't know the name of the guy. He points out how in Game of Thrones, I think it was season uh, six, Arya had watched that show that basically kind of did a recap of the series, but had so many cock jokes in it. And that was basically the same thing right here. I don't like that. It was just one cock joke, though. I don't, I don't care. It? That that tells it, me. It's, when... it's it's like a it's like just like a sore like a sore in our side at this point because yes like and the guy's name is a uh, supercuts delight um just because we keep shouting him out but yes he does every it's true um and i guess that and that was to be fair that was the weakest scene in the entire episode like when they were out on the street i was like i really do not care like oh my god you you know you're out on the street woohoo you're you're seeing a whole new world, Woo-hoo. you know, everything else. I was just kind of like, everything else is so interesting and you're doing this. So I guess that's where the quality of the cock joke comes in. Right, right. I mean, I guess I was not as bothered um, by the scene. I think because of the scenes that were like moving against it, um, as far as Allison's kind of storyline and uh Rhaenyra's and I didn't think the joke was all that big of a deal I mean it was related to the air compared to to some of how they've typically used it in the past I don't think it was that big of a deal one cock Um, joke is fine you get away with one you know and and frankly I think the the whole idea was to show this like this idea of liberation and freedom and what it looks like when you have maybe just a little bit more power, even though she's still pretty beholden to her role, as we see kind of on the back half of the episode. Um, I think we saw for a night what it looks like to, to be able to live a little differently than what ultimately they want her fate to be, which is to be like Alicent, who is, you know, who marries somebody in a high position and then ultimately gets pregnant, bears the heirs, keeps the line moving. So I didn't mind kind of the, the street scenes, you know, I think it was cool to be able to see a, a different part of King's Landing um, that like was reminiscent of maybe previous scenes that we've seen in Game of Thrones, but uh, with a little bit more adventure, I didn't see anything harmless in it. I will say to your point, yes, I found the comparison between these two, Rhaenyra and Allison, as they were going back and forth between them, that was done really well. Uh, you know, Rhaenyra's out on a late night adventure. Allison wants to get sleep. The king calls for you. The king beckons for you. Oh, man. You know, oh. and the hour is late. And uh, the hour she, is late. Yes, it clearly. It, oh, man. 
I felt for her. Um, Cause you know, like, you know, like genuinely the built up was, you know, she did enjoy her talks with the King. I don't know if she was ever in love with him. I think that's safe to say, right. But like, now we see the duty is having a toll on her and it is that it is a duty it's that ceiling stare that gets me oh He's man staring yeah, at the ceiling uh, yeah that I was and you know i feel really weird about this because they did this on purpose and unfortunately they did it well and here's what i have to say about this because of that scene where she's just staring and i'm like damn he, he she she it, he is acting like he don't know how to use anything <laughs> i was like i was thirsty for something and the very next sex scene that we get is unfortunately incest and i was like i hate the creators for doing this what because now it put me in a position where i'm like oh finally some a good sex scene and then it's incest. And then it's like, what the, what? I mean, I wouldn't call it a good sex scene, but it was, you know. Normally better than. It is uh, the, <laughs> it's the juxtaposition that here you have Allison who's doing her duty, who's nowhere near related to, you know, Viserys. And then you have these two Targaryens who are kind of, you know, they've been a thorn in Viserys' side for a while. And they're, just kind of pleasuring themselves in a brothel However, in a brothel and, and it also goes back to that quote that uh Rhaenyra told Allison in the beginning of the episode how romantic to be imprisoned in a castle to squeeze out airs she's imprisoned she looked in prison she looked in prison uh, specifically in that scene but here you have these two Targaryens that are just kind of you know choosing whatever the hell they want to do they're out and about on the town and they're in a brothel and uh <laughs> things escalate but thankfully they don't go too far um i think too far well well okay I'm no no it, it did was, go she far was, she go was far. naked she was like i'm ready she was ready and she was ready, she was ready. uh but i i guess what uh damon was like he had second thoughts i guess uh I think she so. wasn't supposed to be into it also with did any of you watch the after scene thing behind that according to the writers he was impotent like he he couldn't get he couldn't get it up and that's oh really scene. oh yeah, that's okay oh. That, i could have heard them wrong but i'm pretty sure they said that they were getting heated and then he couldn't move forward um according i guess to the right whoever was speaking in that moment was saying that like it was this idea of like there is interest but he also knew he's basically using her to piss off the series so some degree of morality <laughs> within him is kind of preventing from moving forward which is why he walked away well good for him what a uh, kind soul. He's a good person. Is that, is that good for him? Because <laughs> yeah, it was a giant wake-up call. I mean, it could have been it, bad. It's good for Rhaenyra, I think. Sharing, sharing what was indicated. No, 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 no. It makes perfect sense. It, I, I don't <laughs> think it's good for him. I think it's probably better for Rhaenyra that she's not being manipulated by her uncle and 
he walked away versus you know finishing the job well goodness did he uh while he he while he what's the word uh he riled her up no he wound her up yeah he riled i like the word riled he riled her up she was like the one next how do i turn this off (laughs) like goodbye okay so wait this is very this is where more courtly love scenes come in it's funny how the and if you're looking in to because she goes back to kings or the red keep and the red keep is like the symbol of let's say virtue let's say honor let's say duty red keep right castle who is there awaiting her at the door but sir Kristen cole doing his job doing doing his his duty yeah yes and then she's crosses the line um, because in Courtly Love, the whole thing is that it's extremely like everybody knows, everybody knows, but also everybody can't say it because they break the illusion of, you know, of um, these virtuous knights and ladies. Um, but then it's funny how she takes off she starts taking off his armor after like she's done like playing around with him the helmet tease that was cute yeah and hell she's, no i would have been annoyed as fuck i'm gonna get my <laughs> helmet back i'm trying to do my damn job You're right, gonna i ain't touching fired. you i ain't touching you girl give but, me my damn helmet and, and he's put in such a predicament because when someone when someone like when someone you're sworn to protect is like hey you want to you know do it and you say no, it can end very badly for you. But if you say yes, it can end very badly for you. So my advice is, might as well just get boinked. That's all. You I'm say saying. boinked. Yeah, boinked. I yeah, only know they... that word from Never Have I Ever. Have you watched Never Have I Ever? No. I didn't. I didn't know boinked was a common term. It's not. But... I I enjoy their pairing. You mean uh, they're boinking? No. I mean, it was a very nice oh. scene. Don't get oh. me wrong. Okay. Music came in. I forget the the adverb they said for the music, how the music was playing. Um, I I uh, to Nino's point, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's like a rock and a hard place, you know. Your duty is just to her, whatever it may be. And yes, so exactly, and that's so that's the, what's interesting about the idea of courtly love in medieval, like stories and like it's funny how she like takes off his armor she's like allowing his duty to come out fucking forever to take off that armor what a pastime that could ruin the whole mood screw screw foreplay that takes way too damn long gosh but during the scene that we have with them we are kind of seeing them through veils you know through veils so we're not truly just like, oh, it's not just a plain shot. We're seeing this a little obstructed here and there. And that that's that's more ideas of courtly love. Like we're seeing it, we know what's happening, but there's still a little bit of obstruction, a little bit of fantasy that maybe this isn't happening, but also maybe that th- their enjoyment doesn't have to be known to us. And that that's the idea of courtly love, I would say, so. So yeah. you, yeah. you, Nino, and Dr. Jace, y'all did not watch the after 
bit. I did not. I unfortunately. Um. So Doctor Rika, Doctor Rika and I watched it. Um. So I don't know how many female directors Game of Thrones has had in the past, but this one was directed by. Oh, I got her name. Yes, Claire Kilner, and she went on to describe how. During that scene, she said, you know, I grew up with sex scenes shot by men and, you know, I wanted to shoot it in a way from the perspective of a woman. And I, I guess it also goes to uh, to Allison's scene as well. Um, but very much, you know, like she's in control. This is her night, you know, and. Her yeah, just it was interesting. I can't I can't quote her, but it was really interesting how she said she approached those scenes because very much, you know, Rhaenyra is definitely in control in that situation versus Allison has no say in her. You know what? I could have I could have told I could have I should have known a woman directed this um, because they both orgasmed. So. <laughs> If the director of episode one directed this, we just get more scenes of Allison looking at the season. Unfortunately. Not forgiven. Right. Never forgotten. Never forgiven. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that said, everything. I, I wish I had a quote about secrets. Nothing stays secret in King's Landing for long. And here we now have another kind of domino effect. Rhaenyra and Damon were seen by a little spider or whatever you want to call them spies and this is where it, oh man things things get interesting here because again these were all quiet moments and dark to Nino's favorite point this is a dark episode in those streets very dark at times just like to throw that out there but now we're getting into repercussions we gotta get into repercussions. Otto Hightower, where do y'all stand? I'm glad he's out. Oh. I'm glad he's out. Oh, he's oh he's getting out. Right. right. He's out. Oh, look at Doctor Rick. Oh God. Your grace. <laughs> I do not follow. They were they were seen coupling. I I like I like the way he delivers lines. I, he I'll was, miss that. I'll miss that. It's 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 like I hate him, but. <laughs> I don't know, like every time Viserys responded to him, just waiting for his reaction, for his response <laughs> back, I just liked hearing it. I, Yo, Viserys did a really voice. good job. He's fun. Like, he's like, just, just fucking say it, man. Say, say it plainly. plainly. He's a great actor. He's a great, he's the best actor on the show right now. He is, he's, he is phenomenal. Because as much as I don't like Viserys as a character, like, or. You don't like don't, him as a king. Yeah, I don't like him as a king and like, but the acting is so good that I'm like, damn, I know that when he leaves at, at a certain point or if he dies at a certain point, I'm going to be like, damn, I kind of miss Viserys. His actor was really good. Patty is his name. Uh, Patty. Patty. I really did like the, the back and forth. I think uh, we've been speaking over the last few episodes about like Viserys is not a good king but at some point you got to show us a little bit of like intelligence and like decent decision making or something um because in being king 
I'm at, I know that like this time is there hasn't been a lot of excitement until recently, but you got you got to have some type of quality that could come out at, at some point eventually. I'm trying to put all these these various words to him. Um, so I did really like this scene as far as him actually showing a little bit of like spine and, mm-hmm. and being able to say like, okay, if you're accusing, go ahead and lay it out to me plainly, but also calling him out. I think that's something all of us have been waiting for as far as like, and we've been seeing the buildup of like all the the cunning and the scheming on Otto's part. So even being able to see him be called out. Um, And I know he is again towards the end of the episode, um, but just, I really liked that back and forth of like, I know what you're doing. Like I'm, I'm putting the pieces together. I'm not as unintelligent or incapable as maybe some folks make me out to be. Um, and that I imagine is still the case and we may see s- some additional decisions we, we don't agree with, but I did really like that back and forth um, to give Viserys a little bit of credit uh, for his role. And so, yeah. No, I, I think he, he rose to the occasion. Uh, like, he's like, just say it, man. And he's annoyed because, you know, it's his daughter who, he, you know, has given quite the honor as the heir. And he knows that Aegon is related to Otto Hightower in terms of, you know, bloodline and stuff. And he's, he he basically said enough of the bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm over the bullshit. So he stepped up here. He also steps up with Damon and calls Damon out again on the bullshit. What's that look? Wait, wait. Yeah, I mean, I like the scene where Viserys was just like, I, he had like a knife to his throat, and I was like, I, I really just want to like, kill you right here, <laughs> disenfranchise my daughter, or disinherit my daughter, and uh, then I'll. He, he really just seemed like he was about to do something drastic, but at the same time, I'm like, Damon, you're not doing yourself any favors by being a fucking smartass. Like he was like, and to be fair, he's probably still very drunk. Um, He's definitely he so drunk. My God, that's like. <laughs> he was like on the floor, like, oh, like you know, like. But I, I honestly like, I, I wonder, now since Hot Auto Hightower is gone. Maybe, maybe Viserys and this, what do you call it? Viserys has had some. We'll have some time, presumably after next episode. I wonder if he'll make Damon his hand. Um, he uh, banished him again. No, he, he did. But look leave. how look how look how long it lasted. And, since and the last four year. years. And the thing is, you know, Damon didn't really admit or deny anything. Um, yeah. Viserys brought the accusations to Damon, and when he asked him, Damon just straight up said, "I mean, what does it matter if I did?" Like he never said, "No, I didn't," or "Yes, I did." Throughout that entire conversation. Um, but you see, David, damn, just just say you did it, man. But he does bring up a good point. He's like, and what if I did? Your your word is law. You're literally the king. You can say that it's you know something is so, and it didn't happen. Yeah, and Um, also he brings up a good point. How come men get to be whores, but when a woman is a whore, they're like, that's it. 
time to kill her. Burn the way. Wait, Damon. Damon brought that up. I thought that was Rhaenyra. That... No, well, Rhaenyra did, but Damon subtly brought it up. He says, "When we were her age, oh, oh, we right, were right, right, fucking our ways through all the brothels in King's Landing." It's a good point. It is a good point because then you have Allison's response. You know, she was quite. I think she was oh, a man, little. She felt destroyed. It was mixed. Yeah, it was definitely mixed because it was like she does care for Rhaenyra a great deal, and she she said it best when she said people shouldn't even have these allegations about you, period, because she wants to see her succeed, and this will give people a reason to say she's not qualified as heir, and. You know, and you won't be able to get married. You won't be able to bed. And interestingly enough, it's like she's she's a little bit projecting, a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was about to say, I think that scene, if anything, kind of showed, like, this is Alicent's, this is what she knows. That's how she knew to kind of navigate forward for herself. And so trying to pass that same message along and trying to be supportive of her while kind of holding like, did you do something to kind of ruin in her in her perspective and in what has been taught to her, ruin your chances uh, to be kind of successful or to continue to at least move a little bit upward and have some as little power as she ultimately would have. But yeah, and I, I appreciate it being able to see that scene too, because there was that that questioning of like her father in saying like, okay, you heard this from Otto. What did he say? Who said what? Like, where are we, you know, starting to put these pieces together for herself of like Otto's role um, in trying to be manipulative. Um, so I really liked that scene between the two of them because I, I think it gave us that perspective of Alicent, um, but also allowed Rhaenyra to start to, to put some things together for herself um, as far as what her role could be and, and what her future may, may look like just really hard i think like for for rhaenyra because she's a dragon right you know she's 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 gone on uh, one of the most ferocious beasts in the world of you know a song of ice and fire and then and then when she lands people are like you can't uh what do you call it what are you doing here princess yeah what do you yeah princess like you know what i mean like they they mock her because she's a woman it's kind of like why should i have to abide by these rules like mm-hmm. i'm honestly like i'm gonna say on the team targaryens like why 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 are why you are you are you for all of their customs they're yeah. queer I'm customs. Not, I'm not saying they're queer customs. <laughs> you said I'm you're Teen Targaryen. I just want to know what you're adopting. No, no, I'm not. I'm not advocating for incest here. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why shouldn't? Why shouldn't? You know, why can't women be messy? Why can't women go to a brothel and have their fun? They can, but not hide class women, because okay. that brothel had plenty of women in it. I don't know if they and were men? like. I don't know if they were being yeah, men too. I don't know if anybody was getting paid, but it looked like, you know, people were seeking out pleasure. And I think, you know, you know, in those conversations, Allison is low-key a little jealous, I think. Uh just because she doesn't have the freedom nor to the choose. choice. Right. Correct. You know, um, life with uh Viserys, who's aging and 
things growing on him and things yeah you saw his back and everything you saw how whatever he has it's it's spreading the the <laughs> fingers were definitely more noticeable uh this i need to time pay around. attention to the fingers yeah, i saw the like, fingers so he had more missing or he's, he's got like three missing on three. his left hand okay before he only had two right two missing yeah it's it's okay. spreading it's moving um goodness so it's rhaenyra She's the one who put him on to auto scheming, right? She's like, right? Was that is that was yeah. was that the yeah. sequence? He'd already had some from the first conversation. He already had some ideas, kind of mulling in his head. I think the conversation between Radera and Viserys was basically like, mm, there are double standards around the sexual behaviors of men and women. Um, I want to be autonomous with myself and my body and my freedom and uh ultimately it was saying like you know if you are trying to police me and say like what i need to be doing who i need to be marrying you also need to be doing your job then because uh, there's someone within your council who was manipulative who is manipulative and self-serving and, and is clearly not for the realm or for you uh so you step up and i will step up basically is what I took from that scene. And he did. Viserys stepped up. Interestingly enough, uh, goodness, when he was talking about the story of his grandsire or uh, five days, yeah. Five days, yeah. He said five days. Very similar to, uh, isn't that similar to someone? That's similar to somebody. Uh, I don't know. It seems like this is a secular in Game of Thrones, the hand or somebody on the, the high council. Letting a king die for whatever favor or purpose that may be for them seems like it's a reoccurring problem. Uh, so yeah, steps up. Uh, the realm owes you a great debt that can never be paid. Goodbye, Otto Hightower. Does he uh, get a pension or something, or does he does he go back? Says it can never be repaid. So oh, why bother? So we yeah, can't where, repay where, you. What, where's what do you he? Wanna... Where's he to now? He's going back to wherever the high towers are from. Old, old town. House. Old, old town. town. Old town. Okay, so he's back to old town. I don't know who who. He, uh, some people think Damon's next. I uh, think the uh, what would make sense to me is I can't recall his name, but it was the guy who's actually given him decent advice. Strong, right? Strong. Oh no, yeah. no, no! I no, no, no. Obviously, you mean um, Jason Lannister. <laughs> Wait, there's two. There's twins, and they're played by the same actor. Jason oh, okay. or Tyland? Tyland is our council. Tyland's on the council. Okay. okay. So did you mean Tyland or did you mean I Jason? I meant Tyland. I meant Tyland. Okay. I don't like that guy. Uh, <laughs> no one no one likes him. They're, they're really I, don't, I don't like either of them. Um, but he makes a decision. Uh, Rhaenyra is to marry her cousin, Lenore. And they're going to strengthen the bond with the sea snake. Because he's over there making moves. And he's about to wed his daughter to somebody from the free cities. That is not happening. Which part? That, Lenore? Marriage with, yeah, the, that marriage is not happening. With Rhaenyra I, and the sea snake? Yeah. Is that I, I based on 
spoilers or no or, no okay, Why, think... no i don't know any of these spoilers i was all these predictions i had in episode one gone uh, <laughs> um what do you call it but i just think i just think that unfortunately there's a lot of build up between dame to for damon and lenore just popped up in conversation this episode no no they they've hinted at this before you know what, Corliss was, was Lenore, go, go ahead you might answer well, it Corliss first you know made a suggestion with his daughter to Viserys right okay and then that was episode two okay episode three featured strong you know he was like oh I bet you're gonna offer me your son he's like no I think it would be good to marry Rhaenyra off to the sea snake's son so it's it's been mentioned it's been building so I, so I, was I he the one riding the dragon in yes. episode three okay okay yes I, I Jaden smith looking at <laughs> sure <laughs> a little bit no you don't see it Jaden smith if he had white dreads i haven't seen Jaden smith since after earth so i i guess everyone <laughs> looks like Jaden smith oh <laughs> uh, I, I think they have a little resemblance if they wanted to throw in another brother for that family i think Jaden smith would be a good pick that's just me. That's just me. Um, and what? That's it? Was, it? was that it? Yeah, that was the episode. Um, oh, I've... oh, no, no, no. It ends with the maester bringing oh. what I believe was Whoa. that birth control? Yeah, that was plan B. Yes. Plan B. Medieval plan B. Yes, gotcha. it, it, be, it was mentioned in uh, Game of Thrones multiple times. Oh, it was. Yeah, it's Moon Tea. Mm -mm, I don't know moon this. Tea. Why they got these pretty names? Moon Tea. Oh. Milk because of coffee. What we didn't mention was... Oh, hold on, I messed up my stitch. Um, the one thing we didn't mention was the the dagger. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, it, that that's so... You know what? I, I would we would have been better off if we didn't mention that damn dagger because you wait what's wrong <laughs> what's wrong with the dagger it's, it's the whole thing about tying it all together. yeah tying, tying it all together that doesn't make any sense because in the end the prince who was promised doesn't exist in the game of thrones tv show wait wait wait, 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 wait. so that's whose dagger is that that's that's aegon's aegon's aegon the yes. conquerors aegon the yes. Conquerors. okay so so and what it was, was passed down and okay. it said in my blood um will come the prince who was promised and his will be the song of ice and fire okay which is oh, a very okay, important thing a very important thing in the books it's the whole they, thing it's the in, whole thing in which they ignore in the tv show because you know i mean i gotta shout out dan and dave um you know because they did a, such a great job and they were like we weren't <laughs> expecting it to be aria here comes aria out of the darkness leap attack so in the end god that that's such a i get so frustrated because i'm like there was so, there's a lot of build up in the books for it and they completely botched it in the tv show why are they tied is this going to be tied into the books or the tv show because in the tv is show they completely con? abandoned it. It, it it imagine imagine watching star wars episode one and then Yoda's like, you're going to have two children. And one of them is going to turn you back to the good side. I just want a pod race, sir. 
imagine that. Wow. I didn't think it was that bad. Well, we talked about it but when he dropped the whole prophecy on her, I think at the end of episode one, two. And now they're just re-emphasizing it. As if but again, to it's something. good. It's good. It's good in the scenes that they appear. But it's bad because Game of Thrones botched it so bad. Like okay. this is unfortunately things that they have not grown out of. <laughs> it's forever stained. The, it, the un, un, unless this series takes a route that doesn't tie into the original series and that's gonna be so weird they're like and then and then they read the books and then the original and then the original series comes back and they're like guess what everyone we're making season eight ten episodes one last shot we're redoing it (laughs) we're redoing it (laughs) we heard your we heard your calls we saw the two million signatures on change.org and we decided to redo season eight Y'all won. Y'all did it. Y'all were so passionate and fair in your critique of season eight. Yeah, it's just, it's just the the. I know I keep harping on it, but like, really, who was the prince who was promised? Did the the Game of Thrones give a clear answer to that question? Um, no. Okay, so then why? Bring unless it up? unless they misinterpret it, and it should always been princess. Yes, that portion was always etched out. In then the why would then text. why would then how would Arya's song be of ice and fire? Because Arya is not actually a Stark. Um, what you would call it, Rhaegar came and saw oh. Catelyn and said, "Hey, of course, I'm gonna put you a babe in you." You, could use, uh, you know, just trying you to make that, it. Just trying to make sense of it all. Okay, you know that Rhaegar died. Like, yeah, I know oh, it before. doesn't make sense. Yes, that's the whole point. They oh, I get it now. I get it. I get it. Now. Uh, okay, I get it now. now you get it. I get okay. it. I get it. Rhaegar okay. came back as a white, risen by the Night King, secretly, and then fell in love with Catelyn Stark, and then Arya was born. Enough. That. I got you. Enough. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Did anybody watch the preview? I did not watch the preview. I did not watch the Dr. Rika watching the preview and the extra. What do we have in store? Um, the wedding. Or well, the the plans for a wedding. We don't actually know what happens, but wedding between uh and oh and Renera. Yes. That seems to be. Everyone was dressed up. Looks like some drama. Looks like uh, another introduction to another dragon. Ooh. And the dragons. Like the dragons. There was. We saw Caraxes. Three. Three dragons. We've met three dragons. Yeah, no new dragon. Oh, and something to know. And this was not in the preview. It's more just like a. The internet. (laughs) Um, I believe next week is the last time that we're with this version. Alicent and Rhaenyra. That makes sense. Like a mid-season finale. Because next week is episode five. Is so. there nine episodes? Oh, well, I guess. No, there's yeah. ten, 10 episodes. Oh, there's so. 10. Okay. Yeah, 10 episodes. So that means the remaining the remaining five will be on the older crew. Right. Interesting. Okay. That shall be interesting. Where um, they, where Matt this Smith one chooses to close off. So. Matt Smith again? will still Matt Smith will still be there though. So Matt Smith will yeah. still be there. Yes. yes. The older it's... characters will stick around. 
Good old Viserys. You gotta love him. Viserys is good. Um, his name is Patty. I was I was trying to find his last name earlier. Patty Considine. I don't know if I said that right. I like him as an actor. I think he is very good. Um, I give him his props. Likewise. Are we are we wrapping up? Is that is that's it? Yep. That's, yeah, it. that's it. Yep. There's a lot of tense moments in the episode, not knowing you know, not knowing what's gonna happen, not knowing how a character is gonna react. Um, right. I think the last third of the episode was where the dialogue came heavy. Yes, uh, indeed. It was, indeed. It was really good. Uh, any thoughts on what Hightower is just gonna do? He's is he is he just gonna go back, go back to take it like a chance? He he might try to side with somebody to gain status. Um, I don't think I I don't think you should mess with that because there's your grandson right there. That is true. Yeah, there's your grandson right there in line for the throne. You know, don't don't mess with it because if not. Well, that, that's what I mean. I think he's going to try to side with someone to boost Aegon's claim. Well, I will say he was seen. I won't say what he said, but he was seen in the preview, so we haven't seen the last of him. He ain't Ooh. done. He ain't All done. Right. Do we Do we think this wedding is going to happen? Yes. You think it's going to go through? Like, she's actually going to marry Lenore? I like Lenore. I liked his... We saw him I for liked like his two dread- minutes. I like his white dreadlocks. I like them. Sorry. You like the dreads? Do you like Coralus too? Yeah, Coralus is cool too. I'm team Valarian. Okay. And that I'm not biased at all. I see. I'm not. I- I'm not saying you are. Okay, there shouldn't be a problem. There's not? Great. I hope they live. And I hope Good. they do well. Yeah. I don't I don't think they will because we don't hear about them in the original series actually you do but i think they're like no longer rich and no longer prominent they're valerian oh so reading reading clash of kings they get name drop valerians oh but those are the books those are the books my grandmaster oh the books sorry. don't matter right matter. right because the, the books will never finish purple eyes in the books right right okay Listen, without further ado, folks, that is it from us here at the Yonko table doing the right after take of House of the Dragon episode four, so promptly titled The King of the Narrow Sea. Be sure to follow us on all social media accounts, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and make sure you definitely follow us on TikTok where we got things popping on tiktok got some things trending in there go check it out but thank you for listening on your various podcast stations and if you ever want to join the discourse that you hear on our show be sure to join our discord in the link below but without further ado i am grandmaster who fellow yonko dr chase attorney and supernovas dr rica and nino desplazado we're going to bed y'all take care it's the hour of the owl good night